to try to try to maybe get out a few things here. Maybe the Lord's laid on her heart. I, uh, I want to read maybe just just a tad over here in the book of John. Uh, uh, I'll just tell you, I've got had some scriptures here that's on my heart, and I don't. Uh, don't hardly know how and all to put it all together. I just know this is what the Lord's laid on our hearts, Steve. And I uh, will try our best to read these things and and just follow the Lord. But but in the sixth chapter of the book of John, I'm going to read something here very familiar. But the the, the Lord had laid this on our heart, and then we may be reading a little bit uh, over in Second Timothy and in and in Second uh, uh, Peter also. But uh, but in this sixth chapter of John. Uh, I think we're all, like I say, pretty familiar with with what what's taking place here. But when we start reading, maybe, uh, uh, well, I'll just start there in the first verse and read down for a little ways here. Uh, we won't read all of this, but but just get to where the Lord have us to go. It said uh, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, and the Passover, and a a feast of the Jews was nigh. When Jesus lifted, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him. He saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may, may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And I'll, I'll stop right there. Uh, like I say, I know it's familiar. I've preached from this and ain't been too long ago. Preached preached some messages from here a couple of different times. But 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 just got to thinking about this and and where it got to that 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 part there where it says there was a there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And 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 just turn over if you will, and I'm gonna try to mind the Lord. I told you I don't know how to put nothing together, but but just want to mind the Lord tonight. Uh, if you turn over to to Second Timothy for just just a minute. In 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 the uh, second chapter of Second Timothy, uh, Bible's is speaking here, and he says, he said, uh, maybe just about the nineteenth uh, or eighteenth verse, even who who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal that the Lord knoweth them that are His. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But but in a great house there there are only there are not only vessels of gold and of and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, 
and some to honor, and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified unto meat, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lust, and follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the, the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. And, 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 and like I say, we may read over in, in Second Peter 2 here just in a minute. But the Lord had laid a thought on her heart. I got to thinking about this. And, 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 and I guess sometimes the way the Lord goes to giving me things, I'll, I'll be reading somewhere and studying on something. And, and in my mind, He goes to bringing things back to me and others. And it almost sometimes the way the Lord works with me, David, He works backwards with me. Uh, on things, but I got to reading over there in Peter, and, and the Lord started bringing some other thoughts and some different things, and He took me back over to this little land over there, uh, where, the, where the Lord had a, a, a multitude of people that got to following Him over there, and and, and they was all a, 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 a following about, and and, and and they became hungry, and they needed something to eat over there. And I got to thinking about this little old lad, and I got to thinking there's about 5,000 in that multitude there, Daniel. There's about 5,000 people over there, uh, men that, 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 that needed to eat, and, and families that needed to eat, calling. And, and when the Lord got to asking, what have we got to eat here? Uh, that little old lad was over there in the midst of those people. And, 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 and Andrew, he said, he said, there's a lad here. There is a lad here that's got some 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 loaves and some fishes, and I, I thought about that in that particular moment. To, uh, that lad out of five thousand people, uh, from best I can understand, is the only one that had something that God could use. I got to thinking, and I thought over here in these scriptures in Second Timothy, where he talks about that these vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. And I thought about that that little old lad. I guess what brought me back around to it. Uh, there was something he was carrying that food in. There was something that he had placed that in. And I don't know where he got it or how he got it to there. I've heard men speculate on his mama packed it and different other. I don't know how he ended up with it. All I know is he had a vessel that had some loaves in it and he had some fishes in it. Uh, but I mean, you do a lot of speculating on why he had it and why he was there. But he had it. I got to thinking about vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. I thought about how that a lot of times in our churches, there'd be multitudes upon multitudes of sitting in the house of God and eating something from the Lord, Judy. Need to sit down and feast on what God has for them. And when the Lord looks around and He says, what have we got to eat? When the Lord gets to moving and the Spirit gets to stirring down at the house of God, what is in your vessel? That young had a forethought to have something with him, didn't he? Hey, Steve, he may not have known there's going to be 5,000 hungry people there. 
But you know what he done? He left there knowing he was going to have to eat. And there might be somebody else. But I'm going to tell you something. I guarantee you this, David. I don't think that little old fella was planning on eating five loaves. Maybe he could eat two fishes. But I'm going to tell you, he had more than what he was planning on eating. So I'm going to tell you, I figure, I'll be that he had enough in case he come across somebody that he could have helped them out. I can tell that much about him. He had more than what he needed his will to give. He had something in his vessel that could feed him and he had something that could feed others. I could say, more I got to thinking on that. Little fellow probably wasn't expecting to see 5,000 people get paid with what he had. Let me tell you something. What are we coming to church? What are we coming to church with in our vessels? Do we come in here as vessels of honor or do we come in here as vessels of dishonor? I got to thinking about a vessel and I got to thinking about a vessel is anything, if you look at it, it's anything that can uh, uh, contain something. In other words, it can hold something, like something that can go down on the inside of that thing. And you get to reading there in that second Timothy where I was reading, and Lord help me to get this out tonight. He said, he said, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. What's he purging himself of? He said, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal that the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. He said in that right there, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and vessels of silver, but also wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. So he's telling us to depart from iniquity. And he said, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the name of the, on the Lord out of a pure heart. What are we putting in our vessels? What are we allowing to be put in our vessels? Let me tell you something. I can go to my cabinet and I can look in there and I can say, there's my coffee cup. You want to drink out of that coffee? That particular vessel is what I use for that particular thing. Women's got pocketbooks. They particular things they put in them. Men's got uh, wallets. We carry for these different things that can contain different things. If you understand me. And you know what I know my coffee cup by? It's coffee cup. I know what goes in that thing. I can tell it. It's usually stained a little brown on the inside from what I've been putting in. You know what I ever vessel is used for? There's different things that I can go and just start naming off different things. But I'm going to tell you something. If you've been putting Jesus in your vessel, hey, you're going to look like Jesus. You've been putting the world in your vessel, you're going to look like the world. And if you've got iniquity in your life and you've got sin filling up your vessel, I'm going to tell you what you are. 
I will tell you what I am. I'll be a vessel of dishonor. What did he say if we was of honor? He said, He said that we would be sanctified and meet for the Master's use and prepared unto every good work. I'm just this or I'm just that. I can't read. I can't speak. I can't preach. I can't talk. I can't. We, we got all our tanks filled up in our life, don't we? I can't do this and I can't do that. But I'm going to tell you what, if you've been sanctified under the use of God, you're a vessel that can be used for His honor. Hey, hey, something can be poured into your life and it's called the Spirit of God that can be made for His use. If you've got a spirit in your life, your little old vessel's holding something that can feed multitudes. If we're pouring everything else into this vessel, they ain't nothing in there for anybody. That's what just kept the impact in me, CD. Out of 5,000 people, there's one lad that had something that somebody could eat. I wonder how to 30 some people that'll be on our board on Sunday mornings. How many's got something in your vessel that somebody could eat? How many others has got something in our vessel that's made for the Master's use? It's something that we can eat on it. And it's something that everybody else can feast on. Hey, preacher, I don't like this. I didn't either. You want to know what? The Bible tells us if we see our brother have need, if we shut up the vows of compassion in our life, how will the love of God in us? Make somebody hungry. I'm naturally, I know each and every one of you's in here. I guarantee you, before you before you would sit there and fill your belly up, you'd feed somebody else. What about spiritually? We're filling our belly up with everything the world's got to offer. And we won't sit down and eat what God's got for us. We can fill our basket up with something. We can fill our vessel up with something that we can take down to the church on Sunday. And have something that's made for the Master's use. He said... And the servants of the Lord must not strive, must be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. Did you come down here to church tonight? 
ready to teach, ready to be patient and wait on the Lord. The preacher, I can't teach. I'm going to tell you something. The Bible speaks about training up a child the way it should go. You've just heard me use that scripture many times. You can teach and you can train by the way you walk in your life. It ain't always just standing up behind a desk up here and breaking down the Word of God as God opens it up to you that way. But it's how you walk it in your life. It's how you live it in your life that somebody's going to watch and they're going to learn how you're teaching them. And you can have something in your little old vessel. And you say, well, five loaves and two little old fishes wasn't much for 5,000, was it? Not in man's eyes. But boy, you put it in the hands of the one that knows how to feed David, you put it in the hands of the one that knows how to do something. I've watched many a man of God that far as way the world looked down and said, that ain't much of a man right there. One, one great one in my life, and, and we talked about Brian a while ago, was his daddy. That J.B. Shetley said, one of the greatest men I've ever known in my life. And as far as physically, he was crippled and he was mangled up and he couldn't even physically hardly pick up his own Bible without just having to just fold his arms around But get behind the desk and that man always had something in his vessel. Hey, go over and sit down with him just a little while in his house. Suddenly get to talking Bible with him. Get to talking the Lord with him. Hey, there was something in his vessel, Steve. Jay, there was something in that vessel. Hey, it might not look like much to the world, but I'm going to tell you what, through the years that man preached the gospel, they done telling how many come to know the Lord because he was willing to spend some time with God and put some things in his vessel. That's just one example. In meekness, instructing those. Now listen, here's some very important scripture. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God for adventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. All the people was seeking Jesus over there that day. And He was there. And you know what He could have done? He could have just spread man out all on the ground without anybody else. He could have. He could have just said, move quail right into the camp of that 5,000 right there. He could have. And there's a lot today say the Lord don't need the church. Hey, I'll agree with him up to a certain point. He's God. He's God. But I'm going to tell you what. He put a church here for a reason. Hey, he said, how could they hear without a preacher and how could they preach? He said, they be sent. Hey, if he didn't need me and didn't want me, he wouldn't have called me to preach. You know what he wants? He wants willing vessels. Hey, he wants people. That'll put something in their vessel. He wants something that people will bring when there's a hungry multitude in each spirit. Lord knows what he's going to do by that day. He's going to take just a little bit among so many 
that little bit among so many people that one little lad had, and he was going to feed all of them. That little boy had some meat that the Lord could feed with. It didn't seem like much, Jay. He didn't hate the biggest, strongest. Why, Tommy? You know what? I just probably a lot of the people that showed up about 5,000 in a land like that. There's about been some farmers in there. Well, they found been some farmers in there. Hey, I can tell you, they found a bit. I know that there was a few of them walking with the Lord. They found a bit some fishermen in that bunch. Hey, they found a bit some munchers in that bunch. They found a bit some people. Hey, that knew how to make some good bread. They found a bit some people down there that know what they needed to get the people to eat on. But you know what? They didn't take a thing with them. We can show up at the house of God and know how to grow a good, a good garden. We can know how to tell people how to worship the Lord. We can tell them how it used to be. We know what it's like. Hey, but what are we doing about it? He used a little old lad. The least, the least out of that whole multitude. It wasn't a big farmer. It wasn't a big fisherman. There's a little old lad that's willing to put something in his vessel. There's a little old lad that's willing to bring something with him. Go ahead and keep on telling the Lord, I ain't this and I ain't that. He knows what you are. He knows what I am. He knows what that little old lad was too. But he had some meat for the Father's use, didn't he? He cleared out his little old vessel made room for five loaves and two fishes in there. He showed up. Something for other people to eat. I know we've all heard that expression, my four no more. You know what? We come to church half the time. Lord, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me. Oh, we want to come down here. Hey, and we want the, just a blessing of God to flow through the pews. Hey, and we don't want to. Hey, they followed him after this. Hey, that multitude went after him because he filled their belly. Feed me, feed me, feed me. You know what they was? A lazy bunch of people. You know what we are a lot of times? Just lazy. We come down here to church today and just feed me, feed me, feed me, Lord. Lord, just pour it on me. Give me, give me, give me. How many times we load our vessel up through the week and say, Lord, let me go feed somebody. Lord, let me have something in my vessel that I can give somebody a piece of barley bread. Lord, that I can just give them just a little flake of fish. Lord, you'll multiply Lord, when it was all done, twelve baskets of fragments that was tainted up. You bring this a little bit, and God will multiply it. I ain't getting in no what I what I had thoughts on in this. Get over into it. 
vessels of honor. He speaks of us in Second Peter about having some things in our lives and abounding in them. He speaks about some divine promises. God's got some delightful promises. Let me just turn over there. Take Peter, the first chapter. He said, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus our Lord. See he's speaking unto saved people right here. Just like I'm speaking tonight. Just like every preacher that stands. There's a multitude of Christians sitting in the church houses today. And this is what Peter's telling them. He said he said uh, uh, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us. Through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus our Lord, according, listen, to His divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. He's given us everything we need, Judy. Down the road, you've gotten such a tizzy about getting somewhere. You get down the road, I forgot lunch. There ain't nothing no more miserable than going through a day without something to eat. I'm telling you, the Lord's give us everything that's needful. You know what we do? We come to church, and we'll get in here and we brush and we brushed all week, and we run and we run and we get down to the house of God. And we sit down on the pew, and about the time the first time Dana strikes a chord on the piano, it just hits us. I forgot to pray. I forgot to read my Bible this week. You know what? They put nothing in my vessel. I made my sandwich. Matt gave me some beanie wings in the cabinet. I grab my pail and run out the door and never put it in my box. Everything was out that you needed for lunch and you forgot. That's the way we come to church half the time. We've had this book laying on a table in the back of the car somewhere in our house. We ain't opened it up and put nothing in our vessel all week. Oh me. Oh me. Hey, I ain't want no fingers around here. Yeah. You know how many times I ain't, I ain't read when I should have read and I ain't prayed when I should have prayed? Mm. Many a time. Preacher, you're a preacher. You know what? 
fail and I'm ashamed of that. There's times in my life when I've got too busy. I didn't play like I want to. I didn't read like I want to. Should have been putting something in my vessel. But there may have been a multitude. People said, here's me to eat on Sunday. On Wednesday. Preachers of crowds are always off on Wednesday. I'm going to tell you what. It didn't matter if Dana was there or if Dana and Tina was both there. You was going to feed one if they was there, wasn't you? <laughs> it didn't matter if the whole house was full of every young and you had or one of them. You was going to spread a table, wasn't you? There's going to be something to eat there, wasn't there? I'm going to tell you, when we come in here, and they may be 15 or 20 on Wednesday night, the Lord's going to feed them just as well as he would if they had 120 sitting here. You know what he's expecting out of us? To have something meat for his use. We show up without anything in our vessel, and we ain't worried if there's somebody here that's hungry or not. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according to his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. That word virtue, if you look it up, is strength and moral goodness. Now here's, here's the kicker on that definition of that. Listen, voluntary obedience to truth. How much virtue have we got in our life? You remember there's a little woman with an issue of blood that needed some virtue from him there one day. She crawled up and got a hold of him in his garment. He knew when virtue left him. comes down here, how many good walks through our daily life and realize that there needs to be some moral goodness in our life. There needs to be a voluntary effort to obtain the truth in our life. Not just, Lord, pour it in my cup. Lord, let me put it in there. Let me put it in my vessel. It's sitting there. He gave me everything pertaining to it, Steve. Give me everything pertaining to it, please. It's right there. Everything's there. Except to me and you to fill up the rest. Whereby, whereby are given unto us exceeding. Exceeding. Listen how, how bountiful all this is that the Lord's give us to go in our vessel. Exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be, listen, partakers of a divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, not only did that little old lad, as I've already said, have enough in there to feed everybody else, he had enough in there to get fed on, didn't he? The divine. That's delightful if you look that up. 
That's a, that's a godly gift, something that's divine. Because they ain't much in this world that's delightful. They ain't much in this that's, that's nice. A divine nature. What is nature? I looked at it too. Essential qualities or attributes of a thing which constitutes what it is. Now I told you, there's vessels of honor and there's vessels of dishonor. You know a paint bucket from a coffee cup, don't you? You know an oil can from a water jug, don't you? There's one you can get something from to help you, and the other go poison you. Now you know what the people of God ought to be? Of a divine nature. A delightful nature. What is that? It's the Spirit of God. And if you're saved, that Spirit dwells in there. They some virtue. They some moral goodness. They some attributes about a child of God that will let you know what it is and who they are and whose they are. Andrew looked over there in that little feller's vessel. He wasn't ashamed of what he had, was he? When they went to seek him for food, I believe that little fellow said, I've got a little bit right here. You're welcome to it. And he was willing to say, I've got just a few loaves here and a few fishes. You take and do with it what says you see fit. You want me to tell you something about a child of God? We will just open ourselves up and say, Lord, you know what's there. You take it and use it for meat for your service. There's a divine nature about a child of God. There's a delightful nature. There's a, there's a spiritual, uh, moral goodness down on the inside of God, of God's people. What is it? It's His Spirit. It's His love. I've told you, I cringe any time anybody says anything good about me because I know me better than anybody in here. And I know I ain't worth saying one word about the house of God. I want you to name space every time you say something about the play. You want a child of God? We don't want it. Because we know what we are. But there's a divine nature down on the inside of us. And you know what? I don't want you to see the vessel. That little boy wasn't asking him to look look how beautiful. Whatever he's carrying the fish in, whatever he was carrying the loaves in, he wasn't saying, look at my beautiful basket, look at my beautiful vessel, look at this. No. No, sir, no, ma'am. You know what he wanted them to see? He wanted them to see the bread. He wanted them to see the fish. He wanted them to see, because I believe that little fellow knows who gave him. I believe when them two fish was caught, I believe they was spikes went out, because he knew where he came from. I believe when them five loaves of bread got placed in his vessel, he knew he had nothing to do with it. He knew where his bread came from. He knew where the fish came from. I'm going to tell you the spirit and the divine nature of a child of God. All you want for people to get fed to what God placed down in your vessel. It ain't my virtue. It ain't my divine nature. But it's what He placed down in my vessel. And what he put in here, 
Fast bleed you what I what's all about lean rice. You be poison to you. Oh yeah. Do you know what you get your big plate full, a big mouthful of rice? Right, that's all. You get you a big old chew of hatred. You get you a big old a big old dose of lustful. That's what you get out of man. Yeah. But boy, I'm gonna tell you what. You get the inside of your vessel cleaned out, and you pile that full of clothes and fishes that the Lord blessed you with. Daily. He loads us with his benefits. You know what we get to do? We get to go off and hand it to somebody else. And we get to watch them lead. This is good. Not because I'm preaching it, because it's his word. He says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. So more. Add more. Keep putting more in your basket. You won't get it too full. There's 12 fragments after after, after they got done eating five loaves and two fishes. There's 12 uh, baskets of fragments to take up. I believe that little boy got to go home with more than he brought. <laughs> I do. I believe he got to go home with more than he brought. You want to know what the Lord wants us to do? And you've already got some virtue. He don't want us sitting stagnant, has he? No. He didn't say if you didn't make you a, 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 a seat over here on this side of the church or on that side of the church. He didn't make it to where you just keep a place warm on a pew every Wednesday and every Sunday. He wants you to add too. Add to your faith virtue and to your virtue knowledge. And to knowledge temperance. And to temperance patience. And and to patience godliness. And to godliness brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness charity. And if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Preacher, I can't understand this, and I just say, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm going to tell you what, if you're abounding, and you're adding to, and you're putting something in your vessel, you're going to gain knowledge according to the Word of God. You won't sit back there 30 years and wonder who Noah is. <laughs> you won't sit back there 15 years and not know what, what, what the Spirit of God feels like and what it's like to be in a good service. Have the Lord bless your life. Uh-uh. There'll be some things getting added to in your life and you'll be growing and you'll be abounding. And you'll have more and more in your basket and in your vessel. Listen to this. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather be brethren 
Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. You know why there's so many people falling out? They've forgotten. They've got themselves in such a state in their life that they, they forgot what this turns from. Cleaning the vessel that's what they need to do. What did we read over in Timothy? I'll go right back over and listen at it. Listen at this. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If we're where we need to be and we've got something in our vessel, we can feed people that ain't eating years. People that's let their basket, let their vessel just get dried up and ain't had nothing in it in years. Maybe they once knew what it was like to carry something in there. But maybe they've just forgot they've opposed themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. If God will allow them one more time to repent. To come unto Him. Now I want you to listen to something. And that they may recover themselves. You know what? If they'll ever see the need, they can get something back in their vessel. They can get joy back in it. They can get meekness. They can get happiness. They can get all these different things. And be a vessel of honor unto God. Listen. Out of the, that, that recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Now listen to one little critical part in the last part of this. Who are taken captive by him at his will. Who's the devil? When you, when you let your vessel get in. When you ain't, got, when you ain't putting more God in there. No. You know what the devil's doing at his will? He's pouring something in there. He's filling up your vessel. And the things he's filling you up with is poison. You know what? You lose your divine nature. You see the great promises that God gave you in your life. You never drink it from the things of the world. I'm telling you, at his will, he'll keep filling you up. He'll keep giving you what you want. He'll drag you down. Further than you ever thought you'd go. And you forget that you've ever even been purged. The lost man ain't never had a vessel of honor to know nothing like that. But I'm going to tell you what, if you've ever been born again, I say the same thing still. I love milk about as good as any human being could ever love it. I went for a while and tried not drinking. I thought that's what made me, making me fat. You can see I'm back on the milk again. But I can tell you one thing. I can't drink that purple lead milk. And if you buy different types of milk, there's only, there's only certain kinds of brands of milk that you better pour in my glass because the rest of it don't taste right. I can tell the difference if I come over to your house, Tony, and you pour me a different brand of milk what I like to drink. I'm going to tell you something. If you've ever known the Lord is your Savior, you get something else poured in your glass and your vessel, it don't taste the same to you. You know it ain't good. You know it ain't worth drinking. We need to be vessels of honor because I'm going to tell you, we come down here to the house of God. 
we had Mark the Mole Seaton, what would we have had for his eat? Would there have been any loaves in the vessel? Would there have been any loaves that you could have broke off and said, Lord, here it is. You fill me with this. Would there have been two fishes for me to eat on? You've been like that multitude of 5,000, each one looking at each other, what are we going to do? I say this with no meanness at all, but you ought not come in here looking to me to have the service. You ought not come in here to the song leader, the piano player, the Sunday school teachers. They need to be accountable for themselves. I need to be accountable for myself. But you want to know something? Everybody sitting in here is accountable for your life. I'll stand accountable for what I do in this service. And so will you. I would to God we'd ever want to just have, have a vessel we can say, Lord, you bless me with this all week. I'm going to take it down there to that multitude. Well, I'm going to give it to you, and you just take it, and you feed them with it. Be good work to you. Be your divine nature, Lord. Your delightful nature. Your precious glory. Not ours. He said he'd give us virtue and Glory. Glory. You know, over there, you go back over there and you read the Hoffman and finish his day. When, you know, when the Ark of the Covenant was reached not long ago, got took away, and everybody mourned the glory of the Lord had departed. They had it right there with them all them years. And didn't even use it. What happened to Samson? When he laid his head, preached that the other day, he laid his head down to Lila's lap. Before he knew it, he raised himself up like he always did, shook himself. And he didn't even realize that the glory of God had departed from him. How long has it been since we felt the glory on our life? Not us shining through. Not us getting a good name. Not us getting uplifted. But how long has it been in your life when you glorified God with what you had in your vessel? Being mean, I'm telling you, this goes right at Dean, just as hard as it goes at anybody else in here. But we need it. Yeah. And I was doing stuff I didn't need to, and I was going along when I was a little old kid, and I was doing whatever I wanted to. And sometimes I thought, well, I'm fine right here, I'm getting by with it. You know what? When that jerked me up, I realized, hey, I'm in the wrong place, I'm doing the wrong thing. We'll come by here, jerk us up. As many as he loves, he'll rebuke and he chastens. But he tells us to be zealous and repent. There's a world out here watching our life. And I'm truly ashamed of what they see out of me half the time. Ashamed of what they don't see. The times when I don't do what I know I should. nature of his virtue of his mercy 
of his glory. Sometimes what they want to do. These ain't generally shouting messages, but I'm going to tell you what. When you get everything in your vessel, there's a bunch of happy people over there on that hill, that grassy hill that day when they sat down. Because one little fella had something in his vessel that everybody could eat on. There'll be some shouting and some glorifying going on around the house of God when it quits being about us. know any words in the word of God that his name's ever mentioned. You know why? It wasn't about him that day. It was about what he had in his vessel. We leave the house of God it ought not to be. I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you for what you've done. You, you, you. No. Give God glory for everything that takes place down here. It ain't about me and you. It's all about him. And I'm glad it is. Because I couldn't save a soul. I couldn't put joy in anybody's life. And what joy I could put in there, it'd be gone tomorrow. What happiness I could put in there, it'd be gone tomorrow. That's what the Lord laid on our heart tonight. I thank the Lord.